Uncanny Valley Podcast. Hello everyone, welcome back to episode 9 of the Uncanny Valley Podcast on FBI Radio 94.5. I'm your host, Chewy Wang. This week we're going to be looking at something a little more easygoing than usual. We're talking about chamber pop or orc pop today through the lens of some great artists. But before that, if it's your first time listening... The concept of the program is simple. Every week I pick out two experimental releases of some kind, sometimes a bit more experimental, sometimes less so. One of them is going to be fresh from the past 12 months. One of them is going to be a classic release from a few years before that. I compare and contrast them, give you the artistic context behind each release and spin you a couple of tracks from each so you understand the music and where it came from. As I said just then, this week we're going to be looking at orchestra pop or chamber pop, which is basically pop music made with a lot of instruments that characterize chamber music. So violins, cellos, pianos, uh, woodwind instruments, things like that. Sort of the soundscape that you wouldn't expect from a regular pop song which might be driven by guitars or synths. The lyrics of chamber pop as well are usually a little more whimsical, a little more lighthearted than your typical pop counterparts and I think that is probably owing to its airy, kind of ethereal, intricate production with all these lovely organic sounding instruments. I think that kind of instrumental lends itself definitely to lyrics that are a bit more descriptive, they're a bit more lush uh, to accompany the sound rather than the directness of some of the hooks as you'll hear from regular pop music. Now some artists uh, like our classic release which I won't spoil but I'll play you later use it um, chamber pop to directly kind of counterpart their lyrics and create this lovely soundscape. Other artists like our first artist completely flip the genre on its head um, by writing lyrics that are quite uh, sarcastic, that are quite ironic, that are quite humorous. Um, So think Father John Misty but we're not talking about Father John Misty today, we're talking about the guy who started it all who was there since the early 2000s making weirdo chamber pop music with really weird hooks and really biting sarcastic lyrics. I'm of course talking about Andrew Bird and his latest record, My Finest Work Yet. Now the jury is still out on whether or not this is really Andrew Bird's finest work yet. I'd argue probably not, but this is definitely his finest work in quite a while. Uh, Certainly it's a standout release for his 2010s sort of output. Um, I think that a lot of his previous releases have been pretty good, but this one is more iconic Andrew Bird because he returns to some of those techniques that made him so famous in the first place. So his sort of guitar pedal driven violin playing, as well as his whistling hooks, which you're going to hear on both the tracks that I'm going to spin you today. So basically, it's just a comfy, enjoyable, catchy Andrew Bird album. And I don't know why anyone would not want that because chamber pop is one of the comfiest genres that you can find out there right now. So enough of me rambling. I'm going to play you a couple tracks now. This first one's called Sisyphus, and I'll follow that up with Manifest. Enjoy. Say to hell with this and jam. Let the rock roll. 
Yes, 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 such good feels. Those two tracks were by Andrew Bird off his latest record, My Finest Work Yet. Uh, that first track was called Sisyphus, and I followed it up with Manifest. Those were the two singles off the record as well. There's nothing quite like a good old Andrew Bird whistling session. Really fills me up with joy, makes me carry on with my day, even though it's gone horribly. Uh, and I just, I, it just, it's such a comfortable kind of set of songs to listen to. Do check out his earlier stuff as well, uh, and his stuff from the early 2000s, which I'm a big fan of. Coming up, I have basically who I believe to be, and if you want to tell me I'm wrong, you can tell me I'm wrong, you know, feel free to DM me on Instagram, but basically the most talented person or talented musician that I can possibly think of right now that's still active, I'm talking about Joanna Newsom, uh, who is incredible, absolutely mind-bogglingly talented, um, because of all the work that she does on her records and how intricate they are, I'm struggling to find the words to express them. Joanna Newsom is an American harpist, uh, so she plays the big old harp, one of those big ones that you stand up on the stage. But not only does she do that, she composes um, uh, she composes basically entire orchestral sets for her songs. Her lyrics are so poetic. Um, they reference everything from ancient poetry to kind of modern day events and ties them and draws them all up in these individual lovely kind of fairy tale like stories. Um, her records are wildly expansive. Her most famous one, Yeast, um, contains five, it's sort of like a, like a song cycle of five really long songs. Um, and my favorite record of hers, Have On On Me, is a triple album. It's like two and a half hours long. And guess what? There is not a single dull track on the entire thing. Look, if I left this mic running, I could probably talk about how much I love Joanna Newsom for the next hour, but I'm not going to do that because no one wants to hear about that. I'm just going to start playing a track from Joanna Newsom, and I'll come back after this track finishes and talk a little bit about her sheer songwriting variety and how many different styles and genres and instruments she engages with. Here's one called Good Intentions Paving Company off her record Have One On Me. Enjoy. Open your heart when I got trouble, even opening a honey jar. 
Track finishing just below me is by Joanna Newsom. It's called Good Intentions Paving Company and it's off her 2010 record, Have One On Me. One of the most impressive and brilliant and amazing and expansive and full of variety and I'm running out of words to describe the album. Album ever made and it's one of my favorites. Definitely up there in the tier list for me. Uh, what I wanted to talk about now is just a little bit about how Joanna Newsom is able to use her voice and use her compositional skills with such variety. Uh, a lot of the tracks off Have One On Me are distinctively more rock and indie pop influence as you heard by that song, but that doesn't mean that she's not capable of producing other things as well. Um, she's made contributions to all sorts of different projects over the years. She's contributed to especially the films of Paul Thomas Anderson. Um, so she helped with the score there, uh, especially on Inherent Vice. She also was, you know, an actress in Inherent Vice as well. Um, she did the Muppets theme song or like a part of the modern Muppets theme song. And she has a whole set of records, which are definitely a lot more orchestral and lush and uh, more sort of based on the textures of violins intertwining and orchestral instruments intertwining rather than this kind of, you know, groove based music. She's such a versatile artist with a, such an interesting and versatile voice as well. Um, definitely one of the more unique voices out there in folk. It has this really beautiful, angelic quality, but when she strains it, when she really sings passionately, you can feel the force of uh, what she's saying. You can feel the force of her delivery, which is really, really interesting. I'm going to play you a track now. It's called Sapaconican. It's off her latest record, which is, you know, not that latest. I mean, it was from 2015, unfortunately. Uh, uh, and she doesn't really have any, uh, at least I haven't heard any rumors of new music coming out, but I sincerely hope it's down the line. It's also the last track I'll be spinning for you today, unfortunately, but I hope you've really enjoyed this episode of Uncanny Valley. As always, please remember to subscribe on whatever service you're listening to on, be that iTunes, Spotify, Pocket Cast, whatever. The next episode of Uncanny Valley will fly straight into your mailbox Monday, 9am. Until next week, enjoy this last track, Sepakonakan Off Divers by Joanna Newsom. The cars is Ozymandian The map of Sapoconican Is sanded and beveled The land known and leveled By some unrecorded and powerful hand Which plays along the monument and drums of Fields 